we had thingy last week. What's his name? I forgot his name. What? 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 I forgot his name. That's poor. But yeah, uh, we had Wally last week. And, uh, we love you, Wally. Yeah, we it's never going to come back. Well done, man. Yeah, I've ruined it. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome back to a kind of half episode of the Short Corner podcast. So we've done two episodes and then there'll be another one coming out uh, after the derby at the weekend. But this is kind of like episode 2.5 where we're just going to be doing a bit of a review of the four Champions League games that took place in midweek. And then also uh, reviewing the Europa League game that Milan took part in, the tool draw against Red Star away from home. And then also, um, yeah, a little preview for the big one on uh, sun- Sunday, 2pm, which is obviously uh, the derby against Inter. So, yeah, I'm joined by uh, Naeem and Rid. Hey, guys. Everyone. Um, and yeah, uh, Joe, because it's like only a little half episode, we've not been able to get everyone on because um, Joe and uh, Samir are busy with other stuff. But uh, yeah, they'll be on. This isn't. Like going to be a regular thing. It's we haven't fired him. Yeah, yeah, we're not fired him. It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be the same five all the time. But because this is a little half episode, we only probably need three of us. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, Naeem, I think you're going to get us started on the Champions League talk. Uh, UCL baby. So I want to talk about Juventus first. First and foremost, those Trillos, Trillos team. Man, that was a really bad performance. I thought. From what I've seen, they conceded so early from the first half and also in the second half. So I don't know what the team yeah. talk uh, Andrea Pirlo gave. Uh, delete, uh, he was uh, prone to error on that second half. It's like, I think they conceded, uh, how many seconds was it into the first half? Uh, it was like 61 seconds in the first half yeah, and like 16 yeah. in the second, something like that. Yeah, so Matthias Delete, maybe he thought that, uh, you know, I want to break that record of uh, the number of seconds we conceded. So I'm, we're just going to concede earlier in the second half. But my God, the Porto, the, you guys see the Porto second goal? The build up was fantastic. The build up was really like good. Through. But at the same time, there were eight, seven, six, eight defenders, uh, Juventus defenders, Aaron scored in the box and no one was marking. So from Juventus' perspective, that was really poor because it's basic stuff, yeah. marking in the box, and especially when you have so many players around as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, as, you, as, as Naeem said about the team talk, um, I, don't, I don't really see Pill as like, the type of player, manager or just person to go inside and give like that you know, talk that, you know, come on, guys, we can do this, bring the heart. Like if, you, if anyone has seen the um, Man City um, documentary Amazon Prime where Guardiola just oh, shouting yes. all, 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 the day, all time long regardless of the losing or winning, I don't really see Peel as that type of manager yet. I mean, or maybe he is like, obviously I've never seen at the event's dressing room, but he doesn't give the impression even during actual matches. He doesn't seem that animated um, in doing the matches. So I don't... It's almost I don't know. as if, uh, as if uh, Pirlo lets Ronaldo do team talking. That's what I feel. Ronaldo's giving the halftime team talks to the team. Mm, yeah, I mean, he probably does because I think he has that character. And I think it's similar with uh, Zlatan in Milan. But at the same time, sure. I don't think Zlatan just goes to Pirlo and he's like, listen, mate, I'll take over this one. I think, you know, he probably has like a couple of minutes to be like, let's, let's play it. But I, I still think Pirlo is in charge. And I think when Zlatan joined, he did, I think one of the first things he said to Pioli, um, I've come here to be a player, not a coach, or a squad. Yeah. So in terms of that, um, yeah, I don't 
I think uh, not Pierre, sorry, Pierlo has. I think he's been thrown under the bus way too soon. Like he, I don't think he's ready for coaching the Juventus first team. Bearing, bearing in mind, he got the license after he was appointed as a Juventus coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think overall it's it's quite a good result for Milan fans to see. Um, yeah, Juve not doing so good, but. Um, I think, like you say, I could like Pioli is very animated. He's, I think, he's got more bookings than some of our players this season from the bench. Uh, <laughs> and like you say, I can imagine him kind of like getting stuck into some players, like not necessarily Fergie hairdryer treatment, but I can imagine him getting passionate. But Pirlo, I don't know, he just seems too calm to like have a go at anyone. But yeah. I think the sad thing about it is, I think we all know that there's just a Ronaldo hat trick coming in the second leg, and then yeah, over. absolutely. No, he lives through the second leg. He's a second leg player, like that game against Wolfsburg uh, a few years ago, and then Atletico oh Madrid as well. Yeah, I mean, from like a Serie A fan. Uh, if I take off the Milan show for a second and just be a neutral Serie A fan, I'm hoping there's a Ronaldo hat-trick because in terms of Italian football in Europe, everyone has tragic been tragic. It's been tragic, tragic. Like, especially this week. Only I think only Roma won. And, yeah, only Roma won. Yeah, it's trying, given like who we played against. Uh, Juventus playing against Porto on paper, they should be winning. We playing against Resta on paper, we should be winning. Napoli played against... Um, Granada. Yeah, and on Granada. paper, they, they should... They be winning, but they didn't. So it's been a tragic week for Italian if, football. If Lazio pull off an upset against Bayern, I don't know. That'd be huge. <laughs> that would, I mean, they played very well against Borussia, but obviously Borussia is here, and then Bayern is like a top notch of German football. It's a huge difference. Uh, probably not going to happen, but you know, from a neutral perspective, I would love to see that. But at the same time, for a Milan fan, I'm like a bit jealous that we're not there. But yeah, there yeah. Uh, Matt, what about the Sevilla game? Uh, Suso scored. Yeah, Sevilla game. I caught a bit of that. Um, but the thing is, I was watching because my dad, me and my dad watch the games together and he likes, obviously, British football a bit more. So we watched the Everton Man City game instead. But I caught the highlights. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Suso's goal was quite good, to be fair. It's quite a... It, I think, back, yeah. it was with his right foot. And it was funny because yeah. I've never seen him shoot with his right foot in his whole yeah. however many years he was at Milan. But then the Haaland show commenced, and yeah, that yeah that was mental. Erling Haaland, what a player! Yeah, Mbappe and Haaland are both so good. Fantastic. I mean, I think Haaland has a record of goals. It's like forty-six goals in fifty-one games, or something yeah. like that. In, in, like, in a year, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, well, the saying that Dortmund. Um, might have to sell some of their players. I think they're in a bit of financial problems and said mm-hmm. that um, Sancho, they wanted 105 mil for him and now they're like willing to accept 87 mil. Guerrero, even Bellingham, who's only just joined, they're all like, could be sold. And then the whole Haaland debate to Milan, that was like the massive dream outside that with the Hauger links, the Raiola links, the Ibrahimovic links and stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, I do think uh, Sancho and Haaland, probably some of the best players, are going to be taken away. Um, probably in the summer, or if not in this summer, next summer, in the next year, I think. Um, uh, hopefully, it's not how it goes in the Bundesliga. Meaning, every good player who doesn't play for Bayern and does ends up in Bayern, which is a whole different conversation. And I think it's really poor for the Bundesliga. Like, I think Upamecano is going. 
to Bayern, Bayern. in the summer oh. from second place uh, team. And it's really poor because imagine, um, you know, Milan selling the best player to Inter. Like, that would be unbelievable. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Haaland to Milan, obviously, that would be the dream. Um, well, Bundesliga have a history of doing that, don't they? Uh, Gretzka yeah. and Anoyer. Lewandowski. Lewandowski was well. free. Lewandowski went for free. Oh, that was a really good bargain. Farina yeah. was saying that, actually. But yeah, I mean, going back to Haaland, I don't think... I mean, obviously, coming to Milan, it would be the dream, but I don't think we have the status or um, the money, to be fair, to afford him. And yeah. and I'm sure if he, if he came down to him, he'll probably choose like Real Madrid, Barcelona, or like a better team. Well, not Barcelona, given the recent years, but like PSG, Real Madrid, or just a team who's been better in the past few years, unless something incredible with Viola or Kauga, something they can put something off. I want to talk a bit about the Alba and Mbappe incident. Uh, people, I think people are blowing it out of proportion. I mean, players yeah, say these I mean, things it, it happen. happens. Yeah, in football, like Matt, happens. Matt, you know what happens too. You're a referee. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got a, as a what I try and do as a referee is like I've played football, and it's kind of a case of like by the laws of the game, they shouldn't be saying that stuff. They shouldn't be getting developing that sort of attitude. However, there's got to be a kind of acceptance and an understanding that is football players care and that yeah I think yeah some people would frown upon it but I think there's nothing wrong with it it's like the Lukaku and Ibra thing people <laughs> like it <laughs> it happens it's part of the game it's natural and you know I think a lot of people who do it up or exaggerate that some of them probably never played football um, on a level I think uh, it's being exaggerated because there's no fans and microphones are picking yeah. up on it more yeah. So if they were fans, no one would have heard that anyways. Mm. So that's why I think they're blowing it up proportionally. Because Lukaku said he's going to shoot you for that. And <laughs> they would have never picked that one up. So what Mbappe said, well, I'll kill you in the street or something. Like, yeah, I'll kill you on the they street. They don't really mean it. Like that. Yeah, it's not that deep. It's just, you know, you're playing UCL, two big teams. Mm. There's pressure, there's expectations, and you're living in the moment. Like, you know... It can exactly. clashes ha- happen even at your local park, so let don't let alone these exactly. stuff. Well, uh, PK said, uh, Tim Bappe, who are you gonna kill? But I thought Mbappe, uh, ran him, Darl, like, ran him throughout the whole game. There's a picture of him, uh, trying to hold on to Mbappe's shirt, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dragging him through the mud, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he already played fantastic, uh, before we proceed. Uh, like, other than the misses he did have, I mm-hmm. thought he was, he, other than that, he was pretty good playing his yeah. passes and whatnot, but he did have a few bad misses. But overall, I thought he was all right. Who? Yeah. Mbappe? Icardi. Icardi, yeah. 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 He did have a score. And Ken, yeah. kick, Moise Ken as well. Played really Moise good. Ken, yes. Very well. Exactly. We we had a chance to sign him on loan, I think. Him, yeah. oh, didn't happen. Well, should we talk Milan? Yes. Milan. Let's go. So, obviously, Matt. yesterday we played against Red Star away. Uh, we drew... 2-2, one on goal from their side and one and the second goal was a penalty scored by uh, Teo Nandez and they mm-hmm. scored ahead of, I think, 94th minute, basically last kick of the game. Uh, and they were the main thing is they were one man down. So ideally, we would have won the game. A bit of a bummer, uh, but well, why are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, Matt, do you think that was offside uh, leading up to the corner? I thought the player was offside and I don't think they should have had a corner in the first place I don't yeah. 
Yeah, so Pioli, I watched his uh, post-match interview and he complained about that and he has a right to complain, but the thing with VAR is they can't like offside a corner decision. Like if that was, if that offside led directly to the goal and the ball hadn't gone out of play, then they can review it because it's in the build to a goal. But because the ball went out, it's a new phase of play sort of thing. So they couldn't review it, which is a shame. But yeah, I think obviously 2-1, it's quite disappointing that we couldn't hold on. It was such a scrappy game and in tough conditions. It was similar. I watched Leicester at the same time going away to these Eastern European countries where they're very physical, uh, awkward kickoff time, quite far away. I think to get out there with, although not a win, which we probably should have held on to, to get two away goals, take it back to the San Siro, and they need to, they need to win. They need to mm-hmm. win in Milan, unless it's a three-all draw, which I can't see happening. I think it's a yeah. okay, if not perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think we will pass. Um, not on wood. Um, we should be pass. Uh, we should uh, go through. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's a bit frustrating because they were down one man and they were considered straight on the last kick of the game. So that's naturally going to be frustrating, given that they weren't even playing that well, to be fair. But, you know, it also felt like we, after Red Car, we kind of just stopped playing. We're like, we were like, okay, just, you know, a Serbian team, 10 men down, we're just going to pass the ball around, um, which is, to be fair, what I didn't really like. But at the same time, I can understand, you know, you got a derby in two days, you don't want to waste too many energies, you're winning 2 one. And, you know, all of that combined um, led to the second goal from Red Star, which is understandable and can't really do, but, you know, it is what it is. Could have been worse. Um, well, it's fine. There's no excuse to, for performance, but uh, I think there's that where Red Star hadn't lost in Serbia for a few years and the last time they lost. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, I think they didn't, lose, uh, they didn't lose home the whole season. Yeah, something like that. But it's no excuse again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, it's similar to the Leicester situation. They played Slavia Prague, and it's like on paper, Leicester are so much better than Slavia Prague. Player yeah, for player. But it's this whole Red Star and Slavia Prague are so used to winning. It's like, so even when they come up, like when Red Star come up against Milan, it's like in their heads, it's like a loss is a bad result. They don't have this inferiority complex. They see themselves as equal because they're, they've got this winning mentality instilled in their in their club history. So, like, yeah, that's why these away games, especially in Europe against these sort of teams, are and yeah, always they, And they have nothing to lose. Like, if, if you know, if they lose 3-0, okay, it's, you know, it's the mighty AC Milan. We lost 3-0 to AC Milan. So, I think they just come, like, you know what, we're just going to do our best, you know, play the game of our lives to be fair obviously it wasn't the game of their lives but like they have nothing to lose so it is understandable like where we tried to manage our energy because of the derby they will they have I think five points difference in the, their top of the league no losses so they had nothing to lose and they went for it so GG to them I, I thought Kalulu was really good he was really really good Kroonich played really well as well so Kroonich as well yeah, yeah. That's, quite, that's quite yeah it's quite encouraging yeah, I think yeah. he if he plays, he has to play as a cam because I think when he plays as a CM, yeah. well, he's just horrible in my opinion. His yeah. only few good performances have been when he's playing in cam or even yeah, in a forward one. position. Yeah, in a forward yeah. position. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> Mate, Tonali, Benasakis are the ones that should play um, in the midfield in the double pivot we got, and Kronich should just again just be slight, slight in whenever people think it's necessary. We do have a lot of players um, that play in four positions, but 
if he plays, he has to play there nowhere else, in my opinion. Because yeah, I don't know why Halbe was left out. Do you guys know he was doing so well in this competition? Um, yeah, I think purely, uh, purely prefer to have an extra midfielder than an extra um, yeah, which is understandable because obviously if he, because Courage, for example, he can pretty much play everywhere uh, if needed. Obviously, if he ignore the performances, he can play the CM, Cam, left wing, right wing. So I think he just preferred to have someone who should injuries or COVID or anything happen. They, he has like the um, uh, Joker who can just play whatever he needs to. So I think that's why yeah. he was, which is a bit you know sad because Hauge was playing his best football in the Europa League and you know, yeah. I, I hardly see him. I, I don't think he's going to get many starts in the league because we have Rabic, Leao on the left wing. Um, and I don't think Hauge is on their level just yet. So it's a bit sad because I think he might hinder his development a little bit. But, you know, hopefully he proves us wrong because I think there's a lot of talent in there in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to do Derby preview? Yeah, let's talk about the Derby. Yeah. So I think... It is safe to say this is the most important that derby we've had in a decade. First against second, whoever wins pretty much goes first, slash stays first. Exactly. Yeah, if Inter yeah. wins, they're gonna get I think a three, four points cushion, four points four, cushion. Yeah, yeah. four points. Um, yeah, four points. And if we if Milan wins, we're gonna go back to first and have one point advantage. So it's basically, I think whoever wins this game, it's a favorite to win a derby. So it's. Probably the most important so, yeah. game of the season, probably the most important game of the decade. It's a shame we still don't have a full squad. Uh, last time we had a full squad was in November. Ben Nasser got ben injured Nasser, yeah. uh, in, in the game yesterday, which is a shame because he was just coming back. But Tonali... I forced him out early. Yeah, but Tonali, we forgot to mention, he had a great game, Tonali. Um, really, really good. So I'm not too worried. I just hope he, he got a bit of a confidence, which I thought he was lacking. In the first few months of his Milan career, and so I, think, I hope he drops the masterclass to be fair, because I think he can. I think he has the talent, and it's his time to step up. What what other game to drop a fantastic performance if not the derby? So I think he exactly. he needs to step up on that game. But everyone needs to step up. Most important game of the season. No excuses. Um, we can beat them because we've already beaten them once. Um, and they won one uh, this season. We won one this season. So it's all just perfectly built up for the perfect derby. So it's a must win. Like we can win them. We don't have any excuses. We've beaten them with an uh, injured team before. There's no excuses. We've got to just go and do the job. Might be hard, but we've got to do it. Yeah. yeah, I think that this is so huge because if they win it's four points which is two games and it like that's going to need two wins from us and two losses from them for us to go back top or yeah it's going to take two drop points for that two games worth of drop points for them and two wins for us and I think the only way Milan win this league as let's face it underdogs Juve or Juve they're the kings in Italy as it stands and Inter probably got the like they're the nearest challengers I think the only way that we win it is if we're on top and we're being chased I think if we have to do the chasing I'm not sure if we've got the mentality for that we've seen it in we've seen it in the um even when we've been fighting for Champions League spaces in the past as soon as we drop out of that top four we find it really hard to chase Step someone 
if we've got some, if we've got a place, if we're top and we've got somewhere to defend, I think that, yeah, I think we've got a good chance. But I think as soon as we have to, we're four points behind. I think motivation might drop. It shouldn't, but it might naturally. And yeah, I think the belief might go. But if we can win this and go back two points clear and proper go, because like if we fall off, Inter might see us fall off with that Spezia loss. And like if they win that, if they win the derby, they're like, okay, Milan gone. That that's it. That was their little fun to title charge over. But if we win and kind of say no, we're not going away, then that's a real statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of people stepping up, I want to talk about Romagnoli. I'm his biggest fan as much as anyone. I've defended him so much over the years, but he has to step up. He's our yeah. captain. He has to step up. Um, the handball. That's just defending one on one. Keep your hands uh, behind your back. Mm-hmm. So that was a poor mistake from him. I thought in the Europa League game. A lot of people have been saying uh, Tomori Kaya. I think that is a balanced centre-back partnership. But Romanelli will obviously start. He's their yes. captain. But if he's going to start, he has to put in a really good shift against yeah. Lukaku. Mm-hmm. And that could be a defining moment in the season. I don't think anyone's, uh, you know, he can be benched. I, I do understand he's your captain, but Tomori has been really, really yeah. good. And he's really threatening in that spot for Romanelli. Yeah, whoever you're captain or not, teams come first. If you're not playing well, okay, you're the captain. Yeah. You're just going to have to sit on the bench. Yeah. So and I, I love Romagnoli. Been, I yeah. think he's been our best player through the Banta era. I think, you know, captain, exactly. he stayed through. He's, he was amazing. But I think he never, you know, had the little, you know, step-up game. Like, he didn't. Step up, he never yeah. stepped up his game. He's always been a great defender. I think this season, he's stayed okay, a great defender, I would say. But um, now that we have Simon uh, Kayakia, however you say his name, um, you can, we can really see what a world class defender is, and compared to uh, Simon Romagnoli, he's honestly nowhere near my opinion. I think he yeah, has games so where he's really good, but also he has games where he's just not good enough. Oh, and nice. Simon yeah. has never had like I can't think that of game, one yeah. game where he's been terrible. And if you think about it, Kia is 32. In the past year, he has he's improved more than Romagnoli has in the past couple of seasons, which yeah. It's sad uh, from our perspective because I do think he's a great player. I do want him to be the star. I also want him to start uh, the Euros for Italy because I'm Italy support as well. But on it, um, if I was purely, I would personally play Simon and Tomori. But I understand you can't just drop him or That's drop the captain off yeah. after one yeah. meh yeah. performance, especially given the whole team was a bit not great yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think. It is, again, the right game for everyone to step up, especially Romagnoli, who's been under everyone's eyes for five years yeah. and even more the past season because he has not been good enough, in my opinion. He just hasn't been good enough for the rest of the team. Yeah. He's, he's been more of a liability than a um, security, in my opinion, which is a shame, but he's got to step up. I think Simon's playing the best football of his career here at Milan. Yeah, uh, which is he hasn't really been weird. Happy about Sevilla, Atalanta, even Roma. It's, he just yeah. really stepped it up at yeah. Milan. It's really and weird because so if you look at his career highlights, it's going to be 20 because he was really good when he was 20 and 32. Those are his like peaks, which is really <laughs> weird. Like what happened the decade and a bit in the middle. But I'm glad we have been. Honestly, as a fan, just watching the game, I feel much more secure when he's playing. Um, he's so intelligent. He reads the game so well. I think Wally was going for a uh, last podcast where he said if he had Tom Wally's pace, he would be. The, yeah, Wally did. Too well. He would be the best defender in the world. 
well, in yeah. the league. I think Curry is one of the best defenders in the world. In the I world. think Absolutely. he's up there with De Vrij, um, Machado, Bicky. I think those three are the best well, uh, in the world right now. But wait, what's your yeah. thoughts on Romagnoli? Yeah, Matt, what do you think about the Romagnoli thing? Yeah, so... I might be a bit biased because I I really want Tamori playing because he's um, English and I, I think oh, to be fair, talking Euros like England centre backs aren't secure. You look at that front line and that's more secure like Kane and Sterling and Russia, yeah, you know yeah. going. But yeah. Tamori, if he, if he has a good last fifteen games of the season, who's to say he can't like sneak in there? But I think like we say though, we can't just drop the captain. It'd be like yeah, it just it'd be like Juve just saying to Chiellini like go. Or it'd be like someone saying to like, I don't know, at Wolves, someone like Connor Cody, someone so consistent in there all the yeah. time, just saying, okay, get out, you're on the bench. So we can't just do that. But I think the thing with Romagnoli is he's really good, like these small, low-key games, but it is the... Yeah, it's the uh, Lazio, it's the, yeah, it's, it's all the big games. when he faces world-class players... That's when we can see his level. He's not yeah. world class just yet. If you play, if he's played mm-hmm. against Lukaku, in how mm-hmm. many derbies have we, you know, considered goals because of Romagnoli? Oh, not Romagnoli just because of him, but a lot of Romagnoli mistakes. So yeah. it is the right time for him to step out. And honestly, it might, you know, um, I might, a lot of people might disagree with me, but I think if he doesn't play well um, in the derby. Not well, but like if he has a lot of errors and can't, you know, keep a hold of Lukaku, which honestly is really hard. Like he's a beast, Lukaku, when he's on his days, so I can't blame him. But if he plays like he did yesterday and has individual errors, I should, I definitely think he should be dropped on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a defining game for sure um, mm-hmm. on Sunday for Romagnoli. Uh, Salamakers, too. Um, you know, he, yeah. he was good, but actually, not, I was, he was really good, actually. And I don't know what's happening to him recently. The See, the thing is like about Salamakers, he isn't, he's, he isn't good, but he is good, if, if you know what I mean. He isn't the type of player. I know what you mean, yeah. He isn't the type of player like you can, you know, you would rely on to change a match by himself. But I think he keeps it simple. He does what he can do. And he just works well with the rest of the team. Uh, if you compare to Castillejo, um, he tries to be, you know, he tries to do a little bit more, which unfortunately I don't think he's capable of. of. He was last season, I don't know what happened to Castillejo, but he's not. Whereas Salamek is really good at just keeping it simple, passing, doing the basics, and here and then uh, beat the man and everything. Uh, should we have predictions before we wrap it up? Yeah, so what we're going to be doing yeah, is we're going to be going forward um, a bit of a predictions table between the five of us so what we'll do is um samir led it and we'll uh, see if we can get him to put in our predictions so you'll hear our three but obviously samir and joe aren't here so we'll see if it like we'll make sure that you know that. yeah we'll know, we'll make sure that you know their two predictions as well it's going to be a little thing going forward so if we get the result right so the bang on score we'll get three points if we get the result right so say if we say milan will beat into and I say 3-0 Milan for whatever reason, and it's only 2-0, then I'll just get one point. And if you get the score result completely wrong, you get zero. And yeah, we'll have a bit of a league table. So, uh, Naeem, do you want to give your prediction first? I think uh, 2-0 win for me, man. 2-0. Score, who's going to score? you reckon? Satan and um, Liao. Mm-hmm. Matt? I'm going to go 2-1 Milan. I'm... Uh, 
I think Lukaku will score because he just does. <laughs> he just does. And, um, <laughs> um, I think Hakan might score and Zlatan. I think Zlatan's got a big game in him. Yeah. Are you? Um, I think three two. I think there's going to be quite a lot of goals. Um, I think I think Zlatan's going to score a brace. Um, he just does it when he plays against Inter. Yeah. So if he scores, he's definitely going to be him. And I think fourth third goal is going to be Hakan. Um, I think he's going to step up tomorrow. And from Lukaku, uh, from Inter, it's going to be a brace for Lukaku as well. I think. So, yeah. Cool. Let's try and wrap it up, Matt. Yeah, so, that. so, <laughs> yeah. so that's, right, our, that's our little preview done, um, as well as obviously the little look at the Champions League and the review of, um, as we're recording last night's game. Uh, yeah, we'll get Joe and Sammy's predictions and we'll get them up on screen for you. And then we'll, yeah, I'd say, um, get that thing sorted, uh, get the league, t- league table sorted for the predictions. Uh, a nice announcement that we're going to be making now is that um, as we had Thingy last week, what's his name? I forgot his name. Wallace. 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 You forgot what his name? name. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name. That's poor. But yeah, uh, we had Wally last week. And, uh, we love you, Wally. Yeah, we love never going to come back. Well done, man. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined it. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully I don't forget this person's name who's coming on for the uh, interview and that's going to be Justin Diapolo um, who's from Twitter. He's a um, Milan fan from New York. Yeah, Milan fan from New York. He's a really nice guy, really cool guy on Twitter. And yeah, he's going to be our uh, second guest, hopefully of many on the podcast. And he's going to be yeah, mm-hmm. reviewing the game with us. So that's something yeah. to look forward to. And we are announcing this in the podcast first. So if you guys are listening slash watching, you know it first before everyone else. So yeah, there, we go. there you go. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the little preview, the little review um, of the midweek games. And, yeah, uh, catch you for the next episode. Report to Milan, guys.